Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. And everybody, by the time we finish this conversation, whenever that is, you will be so glad you were here oh, too. Oh, yes, you will. I was, uh, I was just talking to Matt before we came on and explaining who Grant Crary is to me, a little bit. Yeah. And this man is a pastor to me. He's a mentor to me. He did my pre-marital <laughs> counseling. Wow. <laughs> and when his in-laws flew in from New Zealand, I'm sure they flew in just to do the final session of our premarital counseling. <laughs> they had been married longer than Sylvia and I had been alive. Oh, my and goodness. they have this international prophetic ministry, and the words that they spoke are still right there in the front of my mm -hmm. mind. Wow. And what they said was like, wow, it's going to be that good? And it's that good with Sylvia. <laughs> Praise the <laughs> Lord. I can't even share it with people. Oh, I'm so happy about that. So I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and Grant's available. And so to share you, Grant, with people not only at Foothills, which everybody by now that listens to this knows that Foothills Christian Church is an extraordinary church, but also people at our church plant, The Grove, where you serve and lead right. and are with John Hoffman and all the Hoffmans that are doing amazing things yes. at the Grove. And we're really looking forward to getting John on the show too. So uh -huh. all of that to say, so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm really pleased to be here. Your introduction was, I'm not sure what to say, seemed a little over the top. <laughs> I said it just like you wrote it down for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I missed a couple of the points you told me. One of the things that Matt and I have talked about a lot is that we get to serve and play and be with exceptional people, really exceptional people. You are mm. certainly one of those. That's why it's just so natural and fun to share yeah. the wisdom and experience and anointing that the people who come and decide to be with us for a half an hour or so. I'm glad to be here. And I really appreciate your friendship, Kevin. Me too. Being a great friend. Thank you. I feel the same way about you and Jillian. We've got to have her on. Yeah. In fact, I want to talk about Jillian a little bit too, but just as an overarch, because so many times people go, well, what are we going to talk about? And it's like, when we go grab tacos and sandwiches and stuff, we're just going to talk, yeah. right? Like we do. Right. But Scent 315 is here to equip and encourage people to get into the adventure of sharing Jesus the way they were made. And 1 Peter 3.15 has some very specific chunks of it, and we kind of take a shot at those. And one of the things that I've seen in your life, and I've read in your books, and we're going to talk about your latest book, maybe the other ones as well, is that you have nurtured, developed, and been blessed by a secret life with God, an intimacy with your Father and with His Holy Spirit, that your life is an outflow of that. And today, I really, really want to drive that home. We've had other conversations, like with Mark Hoffman, who is extraordinary and has written on this. We pray every time before we get started here. And my prayer is that people will 
catch this, mm. that they will say, this is the starting point. Definitely. This is where it has to begin because the rest is just all playing around without the love and the equipping of the Holy Spirit yeah. and sharing Jesus. Definitely. So <clears throat> what you were saying, like something being born out of a walk with the Lord, for many years I would get up in the night and spend time with the Lord. And I don't want it to sound real spiritual. And when you say, I met with God in the night, it just sounds so much better than over breakfast. You know, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I was just somebody who I just wake up in the night. And if I don't get back to sleep fairly quickly, I'm just going to waste time. So <clears throat> I get out of bed, go out into our front room, and I would read my Bible and pray. And most of my quiet times were during the night. But to some years back, I was trying to think, about 11 years, I think, I'd got up one night, and I was just utterly filled with joy. It was just amazing. I've known joy. We know joy in the presence of the Lord. We're worshiping Him in church and other times. And it was like that, but with some extra boost on it. Mm. And I just sang and worshiped the Lord. It was such a strong sense of His presence that I felt like I needed to kneel, but I'm not very good on my knees. Mm -hmm. So I figured that's going to be counterproductive. So I sat on the floor. Mm. And as I say, I just sang and worshipped the Lord for about an hour. It was utterly glorious. When I say I sang, I have to sing very quietly because I don't want the dogs to howl. You know? Oh, come on. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're harmonizing. Uh, well, they're doing a better job than me. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, so that went on for a few nights, probably a couple of weeks or so. It was glorious. Couldn't wait to get to bed so I could wake up. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the whole thing changed. And I came out there, and there was such an amazing sense of the peace of God. And again, we've known the peace of God in different times, but this was definitely something extra. It was a degree that I'd never known. And, you know, I'm not a, a young person in my 70s, been a Christian since I was 18, been in some amazing meetings, amazing times with the Lord, but this was something else. So it's a little difficult to describe, but I just sit there and the peace of God would just envelop me. It was just, just so incredible, so wonderful. That went on for probably maybe a couple of years. Wow. And then it switched again. And this was really the most amazing thing of all. So the Lord had been coming, I would say, as the Prince of Peace. And now he began to come in his holiness. And we have that word awe that we use, and we use it very, very loosely. I mean, a nice hamburger can be awesome. I know. <laughs> Mark Hoffman asked yeah. us to reserve that word for God. God needs a word that we don't use with cheeseburgers. Yes, we do. <laughs> a lot of people at Foothills do. Yeah. The best way I can think of, you think of like a sunset. I'm talking about worship as opposed to praise. And you think of like a sunset, and you're not necessary making a lot of noise probably not you're just captivated by the awesomeness of the beautiful sight that you're seeing so i would get up out of bed <clears throat> and i'd come in there and just the holiness of god i used to read revelation i've spent quite a bit of time in revelation 
And chapters 4 and 5 talk a lot about the worship around the throne. And you have the 24 elders and you have the four living creatures. And it says they cease not <clears throat> to give thanks and praise and worship to God. And I used to think, I'm sure there's a reason, but I wonder how they're able to keep that up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because it's certainly beyond me. But I can tell you, I would be out there for about an hour, it was usually about an hour, and be absolutely captivated. I could understand why these two groups were able to worship the Lord like that, mm. because my mind was just riveted on the Lord. Often when you go to pray, your mind takes off in different directions, and five minutes later you bring it back to where you started and try again. Yeah. But my mind did not wander. <clears throat> it was riveted on the Lord. And the other thing was, there was really nothing you could say. The awesomeness of his holy presence was such that I, I couldn't bring requests. I was mm. just in his presence. And I would sing a little bit, as I say, very quietly. There's a couple of them that talk about standing in awe in his presence. So those are very meaningful to me, and I would just worship him for about an hour, utterly captivated. So <clears throat> to give you a little more info on it, trying to help to bring understanding, I'm sure there are other people who've had this experience, but I actually don't know of anybody. And it, this went on for about another two years. So the whole thing was about four years in all. Wow. Today, I <clears throat> can still come into the presence of God, but the degree of intensity is not quite the same. Mm. So to give you a couple of other things that happened, there were some mornings when I got up and my wife would say, did the Lord meet with you in the night? And uh, I'd say yes. And she would say, I thought so, because I smelt his fragrance as you climbed back into bed. Wow. <laughs> my life oh my has gosh. talked about my fragrance from time <laughs> to time, <but> not <laughs> like that. Yeah, my wife's talked about mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> this was obviously different. Yeah. <laughs> she has smelt his fragrance on other occasions, too, wow. <clears throat> in his presence. So that was one thing. Another thing, sometimes I would go out there, and his presence wouldn't be quite as strong but I was determined that this was just time that I was giving to him. Yeah, I wasn't there to make requests. I wasn't there because of the experience. Mm -hmm. It was time that I was giving to him. And so if he chose not to come to me in quite such a, uh, I'll use the word, intense manner, then that was his choice, and I was going to be fine with that. Usually, <clears throat> when I got into bed, he'd just come to me like a flood, and i just, lie there in bed just worshiping the Lord for a while until mm. I drifted off to sleep. One thing that happened <clears throat> was kind of interesting. So because of sometimes the devil of intensity not being quite so much, there was one morning <clears throat> I was rolling out of bed and I said to myself, I wonder if the Lord will come tonight. Now, I have in my Christian life, I've had three occasions where the Lord has had a conversation with me, speaking complete sentences into my mind. And it's been a back-and-forth conversation, sometimes two or three things that I've said and he said. They've all been very meaningful. I remember them all word for word. Hmm. One of the things I learned was that the Lord can say an awful lot without saying very much. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so on this occasion, 
I said, I wonder if the Lord will come tonight. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, if you knew me, you would know whether I would come. Hmm. And I thought, oh, man, I thought I was doing better than that. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm not very far along in this, which of course caused me to want to seek after him. And Lord, what is it that would make you want to come? What are the things that I need to do? And I, I think worship is a big part of it just simply worshiping the Lord. Mm. But that was quite an experience, uh, really stuck with me, really helped to put a lid on my pride. But many times I would not have been surprised if I'd actually seen the Lord walk into the room because the presence was just so strong. It's uh, so good. It was just amazing, yeah. God wants a supernatural relationship with us. Yeah. He desires it. And I just got back from... A camp, a base camp. It's in, just outside of Colorado Springs, up around nine, ten thousand feet in the Rocky Mountains. And I went because a great friend of mine, Randy Luce, had been asking me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And to shorten the story a bit, the Lord confirmed it over and over again that He made the finances available to go. Randy was generous to, to offer airfare, so Randy will pay for you guys to all go if you want. Yeah, I know Randy. Yeah, yeah, he's special. And a long time ago, I was in a meeting with a couple of friends, and they started talking about retirement. And honestly, in my flesh, I went, why am I hanging out with these old guys? They're talking about retirement. (laughs) And the Lord gently adjusted me and said, they're ahead of you. Watch them. Learn from them. Mm. So Tony Ambrose in Texas, you're one of those. My friend Mike has gone on to the Lord. But I sought that out. And so Randy is one of those people. He's broken the 70 mark. He was an extremely excellent cyclist who got run over by an F-150 and should be dead. He broke everything, everything. Everything was broken with Randy. And I'm sure he's going to be listening into this. But the Lord really drew, uh, and he's doing well now. There's some repercussions of it, but he's alive and getting around. And so when people like you or Don Kuhn or Randy Luce, maybe a couple of others that are ahead of me, I listen to them. And so Randy said, let's go. And so I went. Well, I didn't know why I was going. I know for me, I'm going into a new season, a season where I probably have to be more than I am right now. And so I didn't know what I needed, but I knew I needed something. We're making some transitions at Foothills, and I want to be everything I can to support that, right? So uh, the Lord told me there, and once again, I want my story to, to be as short as I can make it. But... He spoke very clearly to me, as clearly as he has spoken to me in my life, and I've had some experiences that were exceptional to me. And uh, I'm under the stars, bunking with uh, Mark Matthews. We took a box spring mattress up to this cliff about 10,000 feet high where people rappel off of and spent the night under the stars watching shooting stars go by. You drug a mattress up there? Yeah, we did. It's my uh, whole theme for the Noble Heart Base Camp. Gary Barkalo, Sam Williamson, they're going to both be on the show. They asked, what was your theme for this long weekend up here? And I went, my theme is, sure, Mark, that sounds like a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And if anybody knows Mark Matthews, you understand what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, we we, uh, carried it up this trail and got it up on top of this rock. And it was just incredible. Wow. And I said, thank you, Father, that I unplugged. 
because he allowed me to leave all my charging devices for my earbuds and everything at a hotel before I got there. So I had no electronic distraction. And he said, Kevin, my son, you just plugged in. You're not unplugged. You're plugged yeah. in, and it's yeah. been a Very long good. time. Wow, that's so good. And I had some other experiences with him up there, but what you're talking about is making a place for the Lord, sanctifying Christ yeah. as Lord in your hearts, First yeah. Peter 3.15, because he wants that. And number one, it's not because you're going to have some supernatural experience necessarily, but you could, but it's just yeah. going to change the way you live your life if you do that. And people can start that. It might not be in the middle of the night, but if they accept the invitation that our Father is giving to us to commune with us, to be with us, their life will enter into the supernatural. Yeah, definitely. It's a deliberate thing to make some time yeah. for Him. And I used to, quite a number of times, I said, Lord, why? Why are you doing this? I'm thinking, so what is the point? What is the purpose? And I thought, well, maybe this is going to lead into some deep intercession that I'll be involved in or something or other. But that didn't happen. And the Lord never gave me the slightest inkling hmm. as to why. In the end, I came to really two conclusions. One was <clears throat> that mostly he was concerned about fellowship. Mm. That that was really it. He's want to be with you. Yeah. And so if I was willing to put aside the time just to worship him, not trying to get something out of it, uh, my oh my, did I ever, that he would meet with me. The other thing I think too, Kevin, is that I need to talk about it a little bit because it's kind of a way of showing people, helping people understand that God has things for us that we've never imagined, mm. we've never dreamt the spiritual places that he can take us that we didn't know about. And I've tended not to talk about it a little bit because I thought that they might look at me as super spiritual, they might look at me as egotistical or something like that, but I think probably I do need to share it more. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just, as I say, it's a little difficult to describe. One way that might help, <clears throat> my wife used to say to me, or say to the Lord mostly, I really wish I could experience what's happening with Graham. And we really walk together. Um, yes, you do. We, we really do. And anyway, there was one night I'd been up, I got back into bed, and she got up. Now, my wife doesn't normally get up in the night. And I thought, I knew it, I know it, the Lord's going to be there. She went out into the room, she said to me in the morning, she said, I had my mental shopping list of all the prayer requests I was going to bring before him. <clears throat> she said, instead, I walked into the room. And I could barely make it to, uh, we have an ottoman that she went and sat on. Um, she just, you know, she just couldn't stand, barely made it to the ottoman. And she said, I just spent the whole hour, I didn't pray for anything. I just spent the whole time just worshiping the Lord and just, quite overcome by his presence and uh, so i'm so pleased that she had that yeah because as i said we do walk together and i want to talk about jillian number one this book that you just released the pattern the story that you just told us is in this yeah somewhat abbreviated but it's in there yeah and i'm glad <laughs> for the people because typically when i have authors on i tell the listeners i will give you this book yeah. All you got to do is email me, 
Call me, Kevin Miller at foothillschurch.org. I will purchase these and I will give these away. You can also go onto our, we have a private Facebook group. There's hundreds of people in there and they can ask for it there. There's just a variety of ways. I, I'm partly in this book. I have not finished it. I did read that story. But there was a story that was about Jillian, and I can't remember which book it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember which book yes, that was? Yes, it's a book called Crossing Over yeah. to a Closer Walk with God. That was the first one I wrote. That is an excellent book. And my point in this and in introducing this story is, um, number one, we'll give you that book too. And also, some of the purpose of this fellowship, the Father says, come on to me. And he, you know, come. Yeah. And that type of supernatural fellowship with him results in supernatural things happening in your walk. And this story, long before the book was written, I heard from the woman who was involved, but the story is about, I know her, I love her. You know the backside of it. I do, I love (laughs) getting both sides of the story, you know? But could you share that? Because like you said, Jillian walks a spiritual life, and I just want people to be encouraged by it. And in saying that, she's just a regular lady too. I mean, she's my best friend, and just enjoy being with her. So she has always, from a small child, had a real love for God, a real heart for a righteous walk with God. And she's known the Lord speaking to her on many occasions. But where it really accelerated, you might say, was this particular incident. So what happened? We'd gone to church. We're sitting in church waiting for the service to commence. And this couple comes in and they sit in the row in front of us, just slightly to our left, which meant that if I turned my head, I could see the lady's face because she was first in. And you could see something was clearly wrong. Rocket science not required. Mm -hmm. There was something clearly troubling the lady. Anyway, so the music starts. We all stand to sing. And instead of singing, she just leans forward, slumps forward, puts her head in her hands. And uh, I'm thinking, wow, there's really something going on in this person's life. Well, while the service is going, the Lord's speaking to, to Jillian. And he said, that lady's name is Shelley, and I want you to go to her and tell her that I know her name and I know essentially all the things that are going on in her life. And there were things going on in her life. There were. And so Jillian's thinking, what if her name's not Shelley? (laughs) Lord says, that's on me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she said, well, Lord, maybe she'll go forward for prayer at the end of the service and somebody can pray for her there. She's coming up with these alternatives, but she's a lady who really will obey the Lord. And in the end, the end of the service, the lady didn't move. So Jillian got up and slid into the seat beside her. And she said, is your name Shelley? And the lady looked at her a little surprised and said, yes. So Jillian's going, phew. <laughs> Backing her obedience, yeah. thanks God. And she said, well, I was sitting behind you, and I said, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, the lady's name is Shelley. I want you to go and tell her that I know her name, and I know all the things that are going on in her life. Mm -hmm. So now I'll backtrack a little bit. So this is Sunday. On the Friday, Shelley and her husband had gone to one of the amusement parks up in the L.A. area for their daughter's birthday. 
And she expected to be able to use a wheelchair to get around, and she had lupus. And she used to be like <coughs> a professional dancer. Yeah, Dancing was, right. was a huge part of her <coughs> life. So anyway, she got up there, and for whatever reason, the park wouldn't let her use the wheelchair. And so she's thinking, if I have to walk, I'm going to be in a lot of pain. But they'd made the trip. It was her daughter's birthday, and she decided she'd do it. And so sure enough, Saturday, she's in a lot of pain. How she ever came to church on Sunday in the first place, I have no idea. She should have stayed in bed. But anyway, she got there. So the music starts, and she's talking to the Lord, and she says, Lord, don't you see the pain I'm in? Do you understand? I mean, really, do you know what's going on in my life? Do you even know my name? <laughs> hmm, so come good. on. So and good. so the Lord talks to somebody behind her and says, that lady's name is Shelley. Go oh, tell man. her I know her name. I mean, what a powerful experience yes. that was. Talk about the aroma and the fragrance. Oh, it man. Just, it's just it's the nature of God to invade a situation through obedient children yeah. to say, I love you this much. Yeah. And that's why when I'm talking about sharing Jesus with people, I so want people to get activated and engaged and understand you might not have all these supernatural events. They don't happen every single day, but he will use you. You will be an instrument of righteousness in his hands. Mm -hmm. That's why it's not optional. That's why it's not acceptable to sit on the couch and not be engaged in this because he's invited us and he wants to use us and he will and we will see magnificent things yeah. happen. And you do miss out if you're going to, as you say, yeah. sit on the couch. Right. Yeah. You do miss out. You have to put yourself in a position where God can work through you if you want to see him work through you. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds very simple, but it's also very truthful. Yeah. Jillian's never had an incident like that since. Mm. I never have either. Who knows? Maybe it'll happen another time. But these things, aside from the blessing it is to the individual, in this case Shelley, it's also a blessing to us. It's a wonderful story to be able to recount of the goodness of God, the care of God. I mean, really, Shelley's not a common name either. Maybe we could have guessed Susie. <laughs> right. No, that's a pretty uncommon <clears throat> name. Yeah, he will bless our obedience. Yep. And so that's the main thing. Yeah. Just do the best you can what he asks you to do and watch the results. Yeah. Grant, would you pray for the people who are listening? People listen at different times and they catch up with it. They just stumble across this when they start with the first episode. And I think we're closing in on episode 50. Yep. And mm -hmm. But before you pray, I really want to thank you for taking the risk of people misunderstanding that you're Moses or you know, you're just this hyper, super spiritual dude. It is a risk. People could take shots at that or go, oh yeah, big shot or something. There's another friend that I would really like to have her tell her story here. And, uh, and she doesn't want focus on herself. She doesn't want that focus. She doesn't want that glory. She doesn't want that attention. But when we take a risk and we're transparent and put it out there, all of our failures and our extraordinary experiences, it 
unleashes opportunities and equipping for people to go do yeah. what the Lord's calling them to do. Yeah, and like I say, eventually I concluded, what, what is the value of that amazing four years if I don't share it with people? Yeah. And maybe others will <clears throat> have similar times. I really don't know why the Lord came to me. Honest, I'm not, this is not false modesty. I really do not know. Yeah. I mean, I've sought him and done a lot of those kinds of things, but goodness me, there's lots of better people than me around. Surely this is what would happen to the Billy Grahams of this world. Hmm. Why someone like me? Because he'll use anyone who's willing. I don't know, willing. it's pretty obvious that you're someone special. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish. <laughs> you know, he picks some <clears throat> unlikely fishermen to change the world. That's true. Right, so. They weren't the best bunch, <laughs> naturally speaking. <laughs> right. They were willing. <laughs> exactly. So let's, let's pray for these folks. Let's pray. <clears throat> so dear Lord, we just come this day and we're just so grateful to you. You really do amaze us. And Lord, as we walk faithfully with you, seeking to, to please you, seeking to be obedient to the way of life that you would have us, not just in our behavior, but in our words and in our thoughts, that Lord, <clears throat> we just thank you for the things you do. And I just do pray, Lord, for all of our listeners, and I ask, Lord, that you would really come to them in a special way. I pray that you would encourage them. I pray, Lord, that they would be able to have a time that is just set aside for you, not for any particular reason, not for any purpose that they might get out of it, but just the time to honor you, to worship you. And Lord, I'm confident that you will meet with them in the way of your choosing. And so we just do thank you for who you are and what you've done and our future and commit ourselves to you in your wonderful name. Amen. 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 Okay, you sent 315 family. Just remember Grant Crary. His current book is The Pattern. You need to have it. I'll give it to you. That's right. 